about, yes, the beat of a different drum when it comes to the investment world. We're really talking about alternative assets, and investors have certainly embraced the world of alternatives, seeking out yield and diversity. And while the ETF industry is focused a lot on smart beta, our next guest explores how this idea expands to these other alternative asset classes. Let's bring in Yaz uh, Ramahi. He is uh, Chief Investment Officer at J.P. Morgan Assets Management's Quant. Should I try that again? <laughs> J.P. Morgan Asset Management's Quantitative Beta Strategies Platform. That's a big title. <laughs> nice to have you here. I should say nice, nice to be, to be here. here at J.P. Morgan headquarters. Talk to me, us about Smart Beta and its use in alternative assets. Because as, a, as an asset class, we do see investors really embracing it uh, over the last decade, if not longer, right? So how do we apply Smart Beta to it? Well, what's interesting is that when you, know, when you think about traditional indexing, um, we're com- we've taken the idea completely for uh, we take it completely for granted in uh, in that we would never invest in, for example, an active manager in long only equity without benchmarking them to to the relevant index, right? Mm-hmm. But interestingly, in the in the um, hedge fund world, we've for for a long time accepted that it's all idiosyncratic manager skill, right? As more and more hedge fund data became available, and academics have started to analyze um, hedge fund returns, what they've shown is a, is that a, a significant component of that return is, in fact, a systematic exposure to risk premium. In other words, mm-hmm. a beta. Mm-hmm. And um, so, essentially, what's been happening is that, with the growth uh, or the increasing understanding of this concept uh, and the introduction of vehicles to actually allow um, these betas to become available in, in in the hedge fund world, we're essentially raising the bar in hedge funds. Uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, we have seen, though, a, a big increase if you look at assets under management in this space. Um, you know, why is it now that it's taking off? Is it because we're having this kind of active passive, passive debate or, or what? Well, so it's a good point. I- that's that's a big part of it, but also the literature itself, in terms of academics understanding these sources of return in hedge funds, is actually relatively new, um, and more importantly, actually, um, the industry understanding these concepts and then the availability of vehicles to allow investors to access these hedge fund returns in uh, vehicles that are fundamentally lower cost, transparent, um, and liquid is also relatively new. So in the mutual fund space, for example, it's only around 10 years old when the first vehicles became available. In parallel to that is actually what we were speaking about earlier in terms of um, just opportunity today. You know, when people are actually looking at the equity markets, they're very richly valued, Mm -hmm. looking at fixed income, the outlook is poor there. So there's also an increasing need for diversifying strategies. We are talking with Yaz Ramahi. He's Chief Investment Officer of J.P. Morgan Asset Management's Quantitative Beta Strategies Platform. How has um, the wealth of data out there, machine learning and all of that kind of helped have investors embrace this and make it more popular? So I think, I mean, um, fundamentally in terms of alternative beta specifically, it's actually the availability of a lot more hedge fund return data and actually understanding what the fundamental strategies that that hedge funds access. I mean, when you think about, say, equity long short hedge funds, um, <clears throat> when we think about the value premium or momentum, we're actually 
we're very familiar with those factors in the long only world, in the smart beta world. Right. But actually in the hedge fund world, all we're doing is actually taking strategies that we actually are already familiar with in the long only world, but we're turning them into long short strategies. Mm -hmm. So that's really what, what has actually changed in terms of um, uh, understanding that you can actually capture these long short factors and then making them investable. How, how quickly are they ramping up and investors embracing them? Give me an idea of kind of the flows that you're seeing and, and the interest that you're seeing as well. So I think uh, um, uh, investor interest has definitely been increasing. It's across the board um, in terms of both retail and institutional. Um, you've definitely seen, I mean, uh, interestingly, in the in the traditional world, sorry, in the in mutual funds, in you know, segregated accounts, institutional accounts, we've been doing it for about ten years. We were one of the first in terms of introducing these concepts. But interestingly, in the ETF space, it's actually relatively new. Right. In that you don't actually have very many vehicles available in ETFs that actually provide these kind of uh, alternative uh, beta uh, okay. exposures. But we're seeing more. But we're seeing more, absolutely. Um, talk to me about what you anticipate coming coming down the road. I feel like you know, I just look at the ETF world, and it isn't a week that goes by where somebody has some new concept or new way of. <laughs> Slicing and slicing the market. Um, what do you expect specifically from this world in this space? So I think in alternative beta, it's interesting because essentially, you know, we, when we go back to what we said at the beginning, that the idea of indexation, right? That was really what um, what strategic beta, what traditional beta right, is about. Right. Here now, you know, with the introduction of uh, ETFs that fundamentally capture alternative beta strategies, you're really raising the bar on hedge funds. So there's going to be increased scrutiny on hedge funds. So pressure. They, pressure and a barbelling of the industry because you'll essentially have at the one end uh, hedge funds with high uh, active share and at the other end alternative beta those that kind of are closet alternative beta providers with high fees and illiquidity those are the ones that are going to disappear i was going to say if you don't perform or if you're charging way too many fees it's, it, you're just going to yeah. go away it's, oh, but or you're not, or, it's also performance over and above the systematic uh, long short beta right because in the past you just compared them against cash now you're actually comparing them against the this, long short beta equivalent of that strategy more transparency more transparency exactly i love it interesting um thank you appreciate it thank you and I was going to talk about Brexit because you were just here from, or you're in here from London, as you reminded me that Brexit really doesn't happen. It hasn't happened yet. That is true. We'll see if it happens in 2018. It should. Nice to have you here. Nice to be here. Yes, He's a Chief Investment Officer of J.P. Morgan Asset Management's Quantitative Beta Strategies Platform, right here on Bloomberg Radio.